Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you think, do you think we'll see a heavy dose of Christian Gonzalez, who, by the way, congratulations, NFL Rookie of the Month. That was announced earlier today. Do you think we'll see a, a heavy award. dose? Huh? That's not a real award. <laughs> will you stop? Give the guy some credit, will you? I'm just telling you. I, like, we never talk about those awards because they're not. nobody knows how those awards come up. It's the NFL Public Relations Department that comes up with them. Give him credit, Greg. Uh, so, so, I said he's been great. You, I know. I, do, you think, uh, do you think we'll see a healthy dose of Gonzo on CD Lamb Sunday? No, it's Cowboys week, Cowboys week, Cowboys week, Greg. Everybody's talking about this game. Uh, I think it's a game before we dive into the details where if the Patriots went on Sunday, man, oh, man, does the narrative change? The expectations change. A lot of things could change if the Pats win. First, though, of course, I got to tell you, FanDuel, our friends, episode brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed, as Chuck Barkley says, when you place a $5 bet. All right, Greg, uh, before we get into the uh, ins and outs of this football game, the details of it, first, let's hit some headlines, as we always do. Uh, the injury report. So everybody was on the field yesterday, Greg, including Devon Godchow. Um, pretty good sign for the guys, huh? Yeah, I I think, you know, all the way around, both with, you know, what happened with them. Um, we know Ekawale uh, went on injured reserve. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that a little bit more in a second. But, um, yeah, everybody was on the practice field. That's good news for the Patriots. Um, the Cowboys uh, had bad news. So, you know, combine those things, you know, good news on both fronts for the Patriots. I mean, you know, um, you know, Barmore, Jonathan Jones, City So, Cole Strange being on the practice field is big. Godshow, I'll be interested to see how his week goes. You know, I think we talked a little bit about it earlier um, in the week. Um, from what I understand, this week might be tough for him. This was a good sign. Usually what happens is in the first practice, you know, go out there, test it, see how it responds, and then you sort of go from there. But, I mean, they were. I think there was some hope that he could play. This week, um, it would certainly be big if he can, uh, but we'll have to monitor uh, that situation. Um, the Cowboys, you know, C.D. Lamb and Demarcus Lawrence were out, not injury related, but a big thing for the Cowboys offense is, you know, three of their better offensive linemen. They did not play last week in their upset, upset loss to the Cardinals. Uh, Tyler Biotis, the, uh, the, uh, the center. Zach Martin, of course, probably the league's best guard or certainly one of them, and Tyron Smith, who, you know, is getting up there in years. Uh, this is what they do with him. It's it's a weekly, you don't know whether you're going to get him. Um, you know, when he's out there, he makes a huge difference for this team. He's not, he's not the elite guy that he used to be, uh, given all the mileage and the injuries. But, you know, you could easily see on film – the trickle down effect of not having those guys. I mean, you know, imagine the Patriots line without Trent Brown, David Andrews, and Michael Wenu. You yeah. know, uh, it, not good. 
And so predictably, you know, Dallas wasn't as sharp as they, they could have been last week. Some of that was on the offensive line. Some of that was other reasons, which we're going to talk about. But combine the two teams, you know, good news for the Patriots on the injury front. Speaking of offensive line, Patriots, Cole Strange, uh, he was out there on the field on, during practice yesterday. Of course, we discussed him earlier in the week, Greg, and you've made the rounds, my friend. Uh, boy, have I have I been inundated with my friend Greg Bedard? I, I saw you on Felger and Maz after doing the pod with you. And then I saw you on NBC Sports Tonight talking about Cole Strange. And then I happened to pop on John Rook's Patriots playbook yesterday. Oh, as, yeah. As I was doing some work, and you're on there, too. It's like this is the uh, – it's, everybody's talking about the Taylor Swift tour. The Greg Bedard tour is in full force. Uh, so, Worldwide Greg. <laughs> so Move over ratings are going West. the roof. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Cole Strange, you know, we talked about him earlier in the week. And the fact that he, he didn't play well. He, he looks like the same guy that he looked like last year. Uh, could we see something happen with him? First, I want to ask you, have you gotten any more information as far as could it be injury related? And secondly, uh, is the door open for Antonio Mafia on Sunday? Uh, I don't have any any more information on you know whether his struggles are injury based. I mean, I think we can surmise that considering um, you know what he went through in training camp and also uh, during the game against the Jets, it was clear and obvious that he was dealing with some sort of injury. He was working with the training staff, so you know there's some part of that. Um, you know, I think this gets into a situation where, you know, and Bill Belichick has to deal with this every week, you know, with it, with a player coming back from injury. Hey, is it better just to wait and let them get more healthy? Uh, that sort of thing. And I think that's definitely in play here. And, and like, how much are the Patriots losing? You know, if you're looking at a 70% Cole Strange versus a 95% uh, Antonio Maffi, a fifth round rookie, what are you really losing? And and some of it might have to do with how they want to play this game. And and you know we'll we'll talk about some about that when we dig into the Dallas defense and what the Cardinals did against them. Could you? Is this a game where they just want to be a power team? Um, could be. Is this a game where they want uh, their most athletic? offensive linemen on the field to get to the second level against the the Cowboys linebackers. Yeah, that could come into the equation too. So there's a lot of things at play going into this game. All right. One of the things that you and I have talked about, I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks. I think you've been saying it as well. Pop Douglas. I mean, you, you look at the first week snaps, I, I believe he played 33. I think he gave him a Larry Bird 33 in week one, I believe. As far as snap count, second week, obviously, he was benched because of the fumble, which both of us found ridiculous. And then last week, he played 17 snaps. Is this the week that Pop Douglas is actually given an opportunity to play 25, 30, 35 snaps? And also, could we see Ty Montgomery, who has been on the back of a milk carton when it comes to this offense through three weeks? Yeah, um, good question on both fronts, Nick. I, I think that um, it depends how the Patriots want to attack this game. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll dig deeper into what Arizona did against the Cowboys uh, to, you know, sort of bludgeon them on offense the way that they did. I mean, it was it was very impressive. And, you know, one of the things that the, the Cardinals were able to do with guys like Rondale Moore, with Hollywood Brown, like, you know, speed, they 
they were able to match Dallas's speed. Dallas is extremely fast on defense. And having those two guys on the field and in different places, like Rondale Moore's lining up at, at running back, even though he's really more of a receiver, um, it, it just led me to thinking, watching the film, I'm like, you know, the Patriots could do some of these things if they put, you know, Pop Douglas here, if they use Ty Montgomery on third down. Of course, there's the whole Zeke returning to Dallas. So, you know, are they going to play that up, which would minimize, you know, Ty Montgomery started last year as the third down back and, you know, he was okay until he got hurt in the first game and then he was gone. And now he, like you said, he's on a milk carton. I mean, the only time I see him really is rushing field goal blocks and he's all over the special teams, (laughs) which is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Wonderful. Um, And, you know, watch he'll block a field goal this week and uh, then I can get (laughs) clawed to death. Uh, but, you know, the, the case can be made that if the Patriots liked what they saw on film from the Cardinals, that they say, we can do some of these same sort of things if we try to get our fastest team on the field. And for me, that means Pop Douglas for sure. And, you know, sprinkle in some time Montgomery. Those guys, you know, I think have some value. And for a very slow offense, you know, I'm all for putting more speed on the field. I used to have a segment on my show in Sacramento when I was out there. Uh, big deal or no big deal? Zeke. Zeke Elliott is returning to Dallas this week. Um, Zeke says, look, it's just another game to me. That's what everybody says when they're about to play their former team. Ah, it's just another game. Well, most guys say that. Some some actually tell you the truth. But it did come out this week that, it, you know, Zeke, he, he pretty much wasn't really given – uh, too much of a great goodbye by the Cowboys. Just kind of an afterthought. Just like, oh, see you later, and there wasn't much talk. What do you think this means for uh, for Zeke coming up this weekend, especially coming off of last week's game, which I think all of us would agree was Zeke's best game so far as a Patriot. He, he had at least a little bit of burst. Uh, what, do you, what do you think we, ex- we should expect from Zeke as far as emotions go, but most importantly, on the field, is Bill Belichick going to give – Elliot an opportunity here to to do some work against his former team I bet he does I mean that's Bill's track record he loves to give the the former players like you know uh, a chance to stick a little dagger into their former team and I expect that they're going to do that I mean you look at the Cowboys they miss Zeke I mean Tony Pollard's really good um no complaints there but they they are sort of missing a you know short yardage goal line red zone type of guy like Zeke has been uh, to the Patriots. Um, The Cowboys are one of the worst red zone teams in the league. And I think that um, Dak, uh, not not Dak, Zeke could help them in that respect. And, and, you know, I do think he's going to be highly motivated. I do worry about players um, being too geeked up and trying to do too much. And, and I think that Zeke's at that stage in his career where, um, you know, he, he's limited by his body. He can't do the things that he, you know, the, the great Ezekiel Elliott used to do. He's now right. average Ezekiel Elliott. And you worry about him trying to capture past glory. I still think he, if he plays within himself, like he did last week, he can absolutely be effective and, and have a, have a great return. And I do think it's going to be a major storyline in this game for TVs. I mean, it's not on Taylor Swift level, but you know, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's pretty big. And I think that, you know, he'll do a good job. I, I do worry about him being a little overexcited, but, um, you know, you, you, you look at this, this team and, and how Dallas can be uh, picked apart a little bit 
And I do think that the ground game is going to have to be key for the Patriots. And, and I do think that they're, they have the ability to do some things in this game. And I think they're going to need both backs, uh, Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott to really, if they're going to win this game, both of them have to eat a little bit. You touched on the red zone area. Uh, you know, the, the Cowboys are the fourth worst team in the league in the red zone, converting 40% as far as touchdown rate goes once they get into the red area. Zeke, the last two years for the Cowboys had 70, 70 combined red zone carries. So he was the guy. They got inside the 20. They gave that dude the football. And so you have a thing where, you know, Zeke is now obviously no longer in Dallas. So you take away those 70 red zone carries, 35 a year. You're trying to figure out who's going to get those carries. Pollard's not a big guy. Um, Dowdle's not a really big guy. They, they, they're, they're kind of a smaller speed athletic team. So in space, they can do some damage. But, you know, once you get in the red zone and things tighten up and teams get physical, you have an issue. On top of that, Greg, you know, Dak Prescott, he's just not running nearly as much as he did before the fractured ankle. He's a different guy after the ankle injury. And he's uncomfortable running. They don't call runs for him in the red zone very often. Now watch, he'll run three three into the end zone this weekend. (laughs) But they haven't done that. Dalton Schultz went to Houston. Schultz was the guy. He was the pass catcher that received the most red zone targets last year. Uh, So he's gone. And I've got an amazing stat for you before we get into more details about this game coming up. Dak Prescott has not thrown a touchdown to a wide receiver in 16 consecutive quarters. Wow. Kind of crazy. I think we need a new segment. Nick's amazing. (laughs) but uh i mean that's that's nuts that's a so they have trouble when they get to the red zone of of finding cd lamb and those other receivers because they're just not big dudes they can't box people out they're not necessarily 50 50 ball guys physically so i think that'll play a, a big role in sunday's game snap into action this nfl season with FanDuel, america's number one sports book Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. I love those little suckers, those little bonus bets. It's like free money. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in mass hope is here first online real wager only $10 first deposit required bonus issued at non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt restrictions apply see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com gambling helpline ma.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support play it smart from the start gamesensema.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234 what if there was an app that used AI and machine learning to suggest smart sports bets? There is, and it's called Odds R. It is a mobile app you need to know what bets of the day are smart ones. Download the app, sign up for an account, and let the latest data analysis guide you through today's point spreads, money lines, and over-unders. I just did it. It's easy. If you see green, that's a smart bet. If you see yellow, you're on your own. If you see red, don't do it. Odds are doesn't take your bet, it makes you better at it. With Odds R on your mobile phone, you're a tap away from making a smart play. It's smart betting made simple. Find Odds R app in the App Store or on Google Play. Get a two free week 
trial. It's just 10 bucks a month after that. But hey, listen to that. That's for the usual people, the normal people. Listeners of this podcast, the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast, you actually get a special deal. Get your first 30 days of the app free. Just go to oddsr.com slash Bedard to download the app. That's oddsr.com slash Bedard. 30 days of smarter betting free. We'd call that a winning bet. The casinos and sportsbook want you to bet. Odds are wants you to win. Go get it. All right, so uh, Greg, let's jump to the Cowboys now and talk about that game against the Cardinals last weekend. Uh, the Dallas, I've I've heard this from some people. Oh well, Dallas just overlooked Arizona. They they took Arizona lightly, and that's why they got beat the way they did. Do you think Dallas just overlooked them, or was this Arizona actually with a good game plan and did things that gave Dallas legitimate trouble? Well. I would say a little bit of both. I mean, when when you have 13 penalties for 107 yards, and a lot Ooh. of them were pre-snap dumbass stuff, uh, obviously your your team's not on the, their mental P's and Q's. Um, there was a lot of discipline issue up front on the Dallas Cowboys defense. Um, I haven't watched the Cowboys to know whether that was a one-week aberration where, you know, they 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 just weren't, you know, reading their keys right or just didn't study enough or this is like who they are and the Cardinals just exposed them. But I will say this. Um, I'm not all that familiar with Jonathan Gannon and his new coaching staff in Arizona, but I got to tell you, you know, one of the first things I did was I Googled who the hell is the Cardinals offensive coordinator. And yeah. because they do, they, they did a lot of things. I mean, this was, uh, how do I term this? This was, you know, this was, I would say it's, you know, Josh McDaniels esque in terms of, you know, taking what they see on film, the weaknesses of a defense and totally tailoring their game plan from start to finish to expose Dallas. And a lot of what, what to me, what separates this and you'll hear guys like Chris Sims say, sort of sort of the same thing and I think you know Chris Sims's podcast is you know unreal and and I'm glad I watched the film before I listened to him but we share basically the same opinions on a lot of things but it's certainly on this you know the best play callers are the guys who set things up and Josh McDaniels was very yeah. good at that Bill O'Brien does it um has started to do it more where you know like last week the 13 personnel stuff they were building to that and that led to the 58 yard touchdown pass and then the Cardinals do a lot of the same thing where you'll be like, oh, well, you know, they're in this formation again. And, and you know, people will see on BSJ because I did a lengthy video breaking down some of the uh, some of the deficiencies in the Dallas offense uh, defense in this game. And there was one part where I was like, oh, they're running this play again. And then you're like, oh, no, but they did a little wrinkle off this. And that's how you that's similar to how the Patriots got their touchdown with Pharaoh Brown. So. You see a lot of that stuff repeated on film with the Cardinals. And I had to look at his, the offensive coordinator. His name is Drew Pitzing, a Middlebury guy. Shout out to Middlebury. Yeah, uh, Middlebury. Yeah, assistant coach at BC and Harvard. Uh, I'm not sure whether he's a New England guy at heart. Um, but uh, he cut his teeth really. He's a, He comes from the North Turner. He served under Norv and Scott Turner in Minnesota for a long time. He was Kevin Stefanski's quarterback's coach in Cleveland. Uh, the previous three years, 
And um, I got to tell you, their their game plan, I mean, they, we know they're not the most dynamic team in terms of talent. Um, you know, and you look at the Patriots and you're like, oh, well, you know, can they can they do sort of th- these types of things? I mean, you know, Josh Dobbs is their quarterback. Um, I couldn't tell you how many of their offensive linemen I know. The tight ends that I see, you know, not that great. Of course, James Conner, the, uh, the running back is good. They have Hollywood Brown, but eh, he's not that great. Rondale Moore, sort of like a, a reject from other places. But, man, it was uh, it was a beautiful thing to watch. Now, the big question is, so so how did they do this to the Cowboys? There's a couple of things that you have to know about the Cowboys. Number one, um, they are a very fast defense. Number two, they're not the most disciplined team. So the, the Cardinals did a great job of moving them one way or the other. They would get them going one way, pin them in. They would pull guys behind. The Cardinals also did a great job, and this is where I wonder – whether the Patriots can do this, and I'm hoping for a little bit more Demario Douglas. If we see a lot of Demario Douglas, this is them lifting from the Cardinals and using it against the Cowboys. The Cardinals do a lot of motion, similar, not quite to the extent of the Dolphins, but they do a lot of that stuff. Motion back and forth, pulling guys, you know, play fake this way, fake the reverse this way, then dump it down. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff happening on their offense. It's extremely well-coordinated. And um, I, I thought that you combine that with they, they use Dallas's speed and over-aggressiveness, especially at middle at linebacker uh, uh, Van Esch and the other dude. Sorry, I'm just looking it up right now. I just had it here. Uh, Van Der Esch and uh, Damone Clark. Those guys were horrible in this game. Uh, Micah Parsons, they used sort of like his his aggressiveness against him. They did sort of the Philly read option thing, where you're reading Micah Parsons and trying to go around him. So, you know, the the Cardinals the Cardinals beat the crap out of the Patriots. Their offense beat the crap out of the Dallas defense. The worry for the Patriots is that the Cardinals just showed Dallas everywhere where they're vulnerable. The, the Cowboys are not very good inside on the defensive line. They're very small. Hankins, uh, a Vegas reject by McDaniels, stinks. The other guy who, by the way, is now what – I just figured out how you say his name, and it's now one of my favorite names in the league. Uh, Osa Osa Odigizua. Oh, yeah, Odigizua. Uh, Odigizua. Yeah. Love that name. Um, <laughs> not great on the interior. Demarcus Lawrence isn't you know the guy he was – so, um, long story short, there's a lot of things that the Patriots could do, you know, offensively against against the the Cowboys. Uh, they have it in their wheelhouse. It's going to take a high level of execution, like the Cardinals did. Josh Dobbs was extremely efficient. He was like 17 of 21. Uh, ran the ball well. He's not that fast. You know, Mac can do some of those things if needed. So, you know, do I think they can? copy exactly what the Cardinals did and use it against the Cowboys again? No, because uh, Dan Quinn, the the Cowboys defensive coordinator, I'm sure got out after all those guys. And they're like, there were a lot of edge issues holding the edge. Sometimes they didn't have anybody on the edge that will change this week. They will work on it this week in practice. But I do think there's, there's going to be a lot of opportunities for the Patriots offense to do some things in this game. They're just going to have to be on top of their game. Question I have for you, because I've I've heard, as you just said, you know, the Cowboys, they'll look back at the film, they'll figure out what the Cardinals did, what was exposed, they'll address those things this week. My question is, do they have the horses to address the issues? 
Like, I'm sure Josh Uche knows that he's not good at containing the edge against the run. He's not consistent. He's had issues with that, right? Mm -hmm. But inevitably, he's just, it's not his game. Do the Cowboys have the guys? Like, Micah Parsons, if, if Micah's instinct is get downhill, which it pretty much is. He loves making plays in the backfield, whether it's, you know, sacking a quarterback or a tackle for loss. He loves being uber aggressive, using his freakish athleticism and, and getting into that backfield. Is it going to be easy for a guy like Micah to maybe, maybe not play as aggressive or, or do you even want him? You know what I mean? Like we could sit there and we could say, yeah, those problems were exposed, mm -hmm. but how many of the problems, Greg, that were exposed by the Cardinals can actually be corrected versus, well, that's who we've got. And we can't necessarily make, you know, those guys in the interior defensive line any better. They are who they are. Yeah. It, great question. Um, a couple of things. I, I do think they, the Cowboys had a, a few huge busts in the secondary in this game that I think can be cleaned up because like a lot yeah. of it is like Stefan Gilmore uh, thought he was in cover three. There, there was a lot of like, am I a man or am I in cover three? Like dumbass stuff. Um, so that stuff can get cleaned up. I think the, I think the Cowboys are extremely small on the defensive interior and can get shoved around. That's why maybe this is a mafia game where he's a little bit more powerful instead of Cole strange, where you just try to bludgeon the, the interior of the Cowboys defense to death. I could see the Patriots doing that, doing a little inside outside type of thing. Um, if, if I were Dan Quinn, after seeing what I saw on film, I think he probably watched the film and said, oh, we got a little bit ahead of ourselves. Like we were feeling ourselves from the first couple of games. We're getting all this pressure. Micah Parsons is going nuts. And, you know, we just, we, our ears were pinned back way too much. We got to dial things back. If I were right. Dan Quinn, I would say we're going to we're not going to do any of that stuff. You know, we'll we're going to we're going to bring that stuff back. The, the special Micah alignments on where he's going to be and coming from the second level. We're only going to do that in certain situations. For the most part, we're just going back to our four three. Make sure we're setting our edge. Make sure we have our run fits right. Because, I mean, Nick, I can't tell you how many times that the Cardinals, with their different movement and pulling guys, where they would have, like, three or four Cowboys defenders, like, like together. Like, and you're just like, wow, they don't have anybody out there to defend the run. They're all messed up. So, to me, this is a, this is a week where the Cowboys just get back to fundamentals, just playing solid defense, and if they need to pull, pull out some cool stuff and risk a few things, they do that if needed. But look at, look at who you're playing. We're playing the Cowboy. Uh, we're playing the Patriots. You know, let's not expose ourselves. We don't need to give them easy yards. Make them make them fight for everything because everything comes hard for them. Don't make it easier by being too aggressive. And I, it, it, knowing Dan Quinn, and this is a guy that I've covered. He was on the Dolphins coaching staff. I've known him for years. Uh, he's an excellent coach. I, I think they're going to go back to basics and start from there, and we'll see. I, I don't know. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence should be able to get set the edge in the running game. He should be able to kick somebody's ass. Maybe not Trent Brown, but you know, maybe uh, Vidarian Low on the other side, and then you know, let's see what they have uh, uh, on the strong side. You know, that sort of thing. But I do think if the Cowboys go back to basics, I think that's better for them. It's probably a little bit worse for the Patriots. All right, let's talk about the Cowboys uh, head coach, Greg. Uh, Mike McCarthy, we are all well aware of Mike. 
I am not a big fan of Mike McCarthy. I don't think he's a, a very good coach, but he is not only the head coach. Now he's calling the plays. Kellen Moore. See you later. This is a Mike McCarthy offense through and through. You're the Patriots. You're looking at McCarthy. What's the plan? So the plan is stop the run. I mean, you're, you know, if, if Dallas doesn't have those three linemen um, that didn't practice yesterday, we'll see how the, how the week goes. Um, you know, I, I, the, the plan is stop the run and make, make Dak beat you from the pocket and, and change the different looks and stuff like that. Cause I just don't, I, I you know, I, I don't know how you feel about it, Nick, but I've never been overly impressed with Dak. I mean, you have to, you can't just let him feel comfortable. That's for sure. If he feels yeah. comfortable, he's going to wait, he's going to find, you know, CD lambs eventually going to get open that type of thing. Um, you know, you know, when he's had his healthy line and they're really good and you can't, you can't get any pressure on them. That's when Dak and the Cowboys offense is, is really dangerous. Um, you know, they had protection problems in this Arizona game. I don't think Dak's very good under pressure. Uh, if you get him off his first read and that's the thing, you know, obviously everybody knows I covered Mike McCarthy for a while. I've watched his offense for a long time. It's not very creative. It's sort of old school West Coast. There's not a lot yep. of motion. A lot yep. of it is it's old school West Coast, which means shorter pass patterns, get the ball in the hands of the receiver quickly, yards after the catch. Think of Greg Jennings. Think of Donald Driver back, you know, when when the Packers offense was popping. Um, you know, even the, some of the stuff with Aaron Rodgers, you know, early on in his career. Uh, that's that's the bread and butter. And so if you can and I can see the Patriots with their coverage being able to do that, especially if they get Jonathan Jones back this week. You know, I, you know, I'm clamping down on those guys early. I'm keeping somebody over the top of CD Lamb, and I'm getting Dak off his first read. But first, you got to stop the run. If that, you know, Mike talks a big game about the run. I mean, just in this past game, Nick, you know, the cow, the Cowboys. When you look at it, Tony Pollard, 23 carries, 122 yards. They rushed um, 185 yards, 5.6. That's really good running. But, you know, you know, Dax has, you know, 40 attempts, only 25 completions, uh, only 249 yards on those 40 attempts. So, you know, not a very good yards per attempt average. Mike, Mike talks a big game about he'll, he'll talk a big game about wanting to rush 50, 60 times in a game. It's freaking bull crap. None of these West Coast guys <laughs> want to do that. They love their pass game. They think the pass game is an extension of the running game and all that, all that crap. Um, you know, but you know, it, it, Mike. Mike likes to set up the play action, things like that. So you got to stop the run, make Dak feel a little bit uncomfortable, get him off his first read, his primary read, and then after that, uh, he's pretty easy to defend. If you look at what the Cowboys have done offensively, <clears throat> they have run the ball a ton uh, early on overall in the first three games. How much of that was having a lead? Obviously, they blew out the Giants in Week One. They had to play against the Jets in week two, very much like the Patriots. I'm sure they weren't shaking in their cleats about Zach Wilson. So that game was what it was. But the one thing that does stick out is kind of in a similar way of the Patriots. Long drives like yeah. it, it, Dallas, like nine play drives, 11 play drives, 13 play drives. I was looking, you know, I was reading the athletic this week and they kind of mapped out some of those drives against Arizona death by a thousand paper cuts like it's it's just for them to score they're gonna have 12 play drives and on top of that 
what we mentioned earlier is the red zone offense hasn't been very good. So now you're taking all of this time driving down the field, which means you're not going to get as many possessions as you usually do because you're going 12, 13 play drives. And then when you get into the red area, you can't finish those drives. So I can only imagine, you know, Cowboys fans are probably incredibly frustrated watching this offense at times because it takes them forever to get to the red zone. And then when they get to the red zone, they don't pay it off. The Patriots, when they get to the red zone, they pay it off. They just can't get to the red zone as much. It's mm-hmm. a, but you know, that that's kind of how these, how these teams work, you know, Dak, it's interesting. I saw Andrew Callahan post this earlier this week. I think Andrew does some great work and, you know, he looked back at the game in 2021 and the Patriots forced Dak to be patient and Dak played really well. So that goes hand in hand with what you were saying, Greg, if you give Dak time and you force him to be patient, that almost feeds right into what he wants to do. So I do think you got to get him off his spot. And since that fractured ankle, again, he's not the same guy mobility wise. I don't think he's extra comfortable running with the football or moving around too much. So I agree with you on that. Do you think, do you think we'll see a heavy dose of Christian Gonzalez, who, by the way, congratulations, NFL Rookie of the Month. That was announced earlier today. Do you think we'll see a, a heavy award. dose? Huh? That's not a real award. <laughs> will you stop? Give the guy some credit, will you? I'm just telling you. I, like, we never talk about those awards because they're not. nobody knows how those awards come up. It's the NFL Public Relations Department that comes up with them. Give him credit, Greg. Uh, so, so, I said he's been great. You, I know. I, do you think... Uh, do you think we'll see a healthy dose of Gonzo on CD Lamb Sunday? I mean, I would assume so. I don't see why not. I mean, the way he's, you know, like we said, his coverage is real on film. Um, you know, and I do think I think CD's really good. I think, uh, you know, he'll have, you know, the way the Patriots like to do it is give, you know, give him help over the top so the cornerback knows he can be more aggressive underneath. That's sort of what they did with um, AJ Brown in Week One. And, yep. and Tyreek Hill at times, like, you know, if you know, if you know, you have three deep safeties and you know, you just have to, you know, be underneath you, 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 it gives you a lot of confidence to play coverage. But yeah, I think, I think they'll do that. And I think, you know, what, what you brought up about the Cowboys and their offense um, is definitely key in this game. And it's one of the reasons why I think this is, you know, a victory, uh, if not a very close game is definitely in the Patriots wheelhouse on Sunday. And that's because, you know, Mike McCarthy, he is uh, a big sort of macho. He's a macho Pittsburgh guy, and he'll even admit that. And he grew up watching the Steelers, grew up a Steelers fan. And, you know, while he's West Coast, like his ideal game print is, you know, ball control, dominate time of possession, um, you know, run the ball, high percentage completion, like that's, that's what he wants. And, you know, that's music to the Patriots ear. I mean, they're not gonna, they're not one of these teams, you know, one of these newfangled offenses that is, you know, going to spread you out and have a lot of motion and a lot of speed. And like, you know, he's not going to do any of that stuff. It's like, it's very boring. It's a lot of, you know, quick slants or deeper slants or, you know, over-unders like it's, you know, it's basic stuff. So I think the Patriots will be dialed down on that. But I, I do think that, you know, the way th- these two teams are very similar into in how they drive the football. Dallas might have more have more talent, um, but I think that they are both similar in that it's like, you know, five, four, five yards at a time, march down. Uh, like you said, Dallas can get into the red zone. 
the Patriots, there's like a barrier at like the 38 yard line <laughs> that they can't get uh, beyond, you know, after the first five or six plays are good. And then they disintegrate uh, with the grenade offense, but yeah, very similar offenses from a, uh, that point of view. All right. Last thing before we get to the fan duel line and our thoughts, um, Cowboys run game. You mentioned it. You talked about it. They ran it effectively last week. The Patriots have had some good moments and some not good moments against the uh, run this year. Devon Godchow, question mark, obviously. Uh, can the Patriots front deal with this Cowboys run game? It's one of the questions for this game. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, it depends on if Godchow's out there. Um, how motivated is he? I mean, you know, how effective is he? I mean, when he's on his game and he wants to defend the run and be the best run defender on the field, he can do it. He just doesn't always do it. Um, if he's not out there, he's not 100%. And, you know, maybe they use him more in just like short yardage situations, what have you. You know, it bas- it's basically, you know, Lawrence Guy and Christian Barmore. Now, Barmore played really well last week. Maybe he's making progress uh, against the run. You know, we'll see. This will be a big test of that, um, whether he can become a three-down lineman in this league. Uh, outside of that, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, you know, Dietrich Wise, are you going to kick him inside and give him Ekowale snaps? Wise gets washed out against the run. You know, Keon White, is he ready to play sort of three technique? I, you know, I don't know. I like him more on the edge, you know, kicking some ass out there. Um you know, of an offensive tackle. I think he's really good at that. And, and I, and I like what I see out of him there. Um, but I think it's going to have to be a big linebacker game. Cause I don't think the Patriots are going to be great on the defensive interior. So Juwan Bentley, who played tremendous last week is going to have to do that again. They're going to need more out of Jelani Tavai, um, who, you know, he's, he's played fine, but he hasn't been much of a factor early. So um, it's definitely, if, if Godchild's not out there and he's not, you know, what Belichick thinks he is is one of the best defensive tackles in the league. If he's not that guy this week, it's everybody else is going to have to raise their level up a bit. All right. Check him out over at BSJ. Mike Giardi, Greg, tag team and Patriots coverage, 50 bucks for the year. They do a great job. Uh, you don't want to miss out. Accurate reporting. Uh, again, they just do great work. They look at film and all of that stuff. If you're into it, again, BSJ, 50 bucks a year. Uh, this episode brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Greg, the FanDuel line this week, Cowboys minus 6.5. The over-under is 43.5. So it was 7 at least. It might have opened yep. up higher. So it's it's inching down. Um you know, a couple things, you know, some of the things that we've already talked about, like I think the way Dallas plays is conducive to the Patriots keeping this 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 game um, close throughout as long as they don't turn the ball over. Um, I think I think they're they're putting an emphasis on that. And if they if they do that, I think that I think they stay certainly within our arm's length of the Cowboys. Um, you know, some other things uh, I was looking at. So the official for this game is and I'm not a big guy on this but I decided to look at this. So Scott Novak is the referee for this game. A uh, couple of key stats from Sharp Football Analysis. Uh let's see. So home teams with Novak uh are a league worst 7 and 12 against the spread last season. Um there also Novak was 11 and 5 under in 2022. 
uh, with his games combining for an NFL low 38.5 points. Uh, Novak is 2-1. and one. He officiated the Cowboys versus Patriots in Week 12 of 2019. That was a 13-9 home win for the Patriots, who were 5.5-point favorites. So I think that the, the – and also they call more – his crew calls more penalties on the home team. Um, hmm. It's not huge, but it, it, there's enough there. So you combine you combine the Dallas offensive line injuries, which I think are real, and help boost an undermanned Patriots defensive front and neutralizes the Dallas running game a little bit. Uh, I think that uh, Bill O'Brien will have things up his sleeve. I think that the, the the Cowboys can't run away from the Patriots. The Patriots will just you know keep a lid on them. Um, you know, I, I certainly, I don't know who I'm going to pick. I certainly like the Patriots to cover the point spread. And I also like the under in this game. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much on the same page as you. I'm not ready quite to, to give my pick and in, in the exact score, or what I think it could be, but I, I feel the same way. I mean, I think both of these teams, they're not going to have a ton of possessions in this game. Can the Patriots get to the red zone? Uh, can the Cowboys score if, when they get to the red zone, how much time is taken to get there, especially by, by Dallas. And I, I think the defense for Dallas is trying to figure itself out without Trevon Diggs. I think, you know, it's, it's still kind of early in the process and they could still be a little confused every once in a while. I, w- I would certainly anticipate Bill O'Brien to, to take advantage of some of the communication in the secondary. And, you know, Dallas has played the most man coverage in, in the NFL this year, according to pro football focus uh, you know, if they play a lot of man on Sunday, then, you know, that's when you you bust out the bunch formations and, and try to confuse those guys. I, I think the I think the Patriots stay within the six and a half. The over under is kind of killing me because I keep looking at this and just feel like it's almost like a 23 20 game. And that's right at 43 and it's 43 and a half. But I wouldn't be super confident in putting this down money down on this. But I, I would say I would go with the under as well. So I think the Patriots will cover. And I will also go with the uh, under on this game Sunday. We'll see if we're right. Everybody enjoy the game on Sunday. He's Greg. I'm Nick. We'll be back early next week to recap this game. Until then, have a great weekend. With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help fuel you up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. First of all, I got an email saying, like, be on the lookout for it when it was delivered. It, it was ready to go. You could tell that it was fresh. These guys know what they're doing. Too busy to cook this fall, but want to make sure you're eating well. With Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning, too, while still getting flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factor's never frozen fresh meals are ready to, in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy and get back to crushing your goals. I love, this was my favorite one, loaded bacon shredded chicken with sauteed spinach, green beans, and ranch sour cream. This only has 650 calories. I got the keto option to keep with my diet. There are so many options over there. Basically anything you wanna do in terms of dietary restrictions, they can do it. You gotta check it out. Head to factormeals.com slash Bedard50. That's code Bedard50, B-E-D-A-R-D-5-0, at factormeals.com slash Bedard50 to get 50% off.